0: Oh, hey everyone! I didn't notice you there, even though you're there every week. Welcome to Responding Fire, the Kickass Reverend Gaming Podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm one of your hosts. Adam doesn't have a cat on his head. Gumbert. Today I have two guests with me. First, I have Chad Michael Ennis. What's
1: up? What's up? What's up?
0: Hey, hey there! And we have our neighbor to the north,
2: not North Dakota, but Canada.
0: Uh. <laughs> Alex Gozina, what's up, man?
2: I have to be honest. I'm a little bit surprised to learn that Chad is a guest on this podcast, too. I was under the impression he was on every normal episode of it. I you Also,
1: know. like, what the fuck? Where's my nickname?
2: We got Did guests of the north. I said, we I got said, not a cat on oh, my, head, my head. and I'm just, well, Chad, I do I have a cat on my head. Chad has a cat on his head. Do I? Uh, worth pointing out, Chad, you are a guest on this hey, podcast. Please. You'll have to show up for a couple more episodes before we bequeath you. Oh, look at
1: that. I don't think you're allowed to yeah, say you gotta your crude. You're not allowed to say because on key, Twitch.
0: Bro. Since I've been on the show, I haven't missed an episode and you have. So there's that. <laughs> That's true. Chad, you got to step up your game. I think, maybe. You missed one or two? I don't know. I Anyways. Miss, like two or three. Yeah. Uh, you can catch us live on twitch.tv slash Video. at Sunday evenings at 8.30. YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. <laughs> Eastern time.
1: I can't get this cat off my head. Quick, somebody catch this stray.
0: Oh, it. We're going to talk about stray that, today. That's upcoming on today's show. We're going to talk about stray. We're going to talk about as dust falls. Also, going to talk about Ubisoft Chop Block. That's a new segment of the show. Uh, oh, he was right. I did this crash, Brothers-
1: and now it's just bad luck.
2: What happened? Hmm, this isn't, isn't good. Are, here, are we though. still
1: live? Never yeah, still live.
2: All right. I, I mean, am Chad. not
1: a nerd. I am a jock. Engage family gaming in the in the chat.
2: No, I mean, I don't think that's the most pressing question that we need to address here, Chad, as you know, we previously went over earlier in the show. You've been hiding mm-hmm. the fact that you're a guest on this podcast for me for the past 268 episodes of this podcast.
1: Alex, can and I, tell you I, a story? I really think
2: that we need to just have an intervention right here and right now to address why you would just pull on like such a masterful charade for years now?
1: Can I tell you a story? Last time somebody
2: threw me an intervention,
1: everyone died. Unrelated. (laughs) Unrelated to the intervention. There was just like really bad cake there. They brought bad cake to Mm. an intervention. Everyone died. I didn't need it though because I was watching my calories. But um,
0: I did tell
1: you about four weeks ago.
0: Adam's gone now. I'm what got. is okay. happening? There we are. I don't know what's Adam's happening. Back. Okay. Uh, stuff's happening on today's show. Fun stuff. Uh, main quest, though. I'm just going to skip over that. None of that happened. Last of Us, part one, gets some new details. There's some Cat Bailey at IGN.com. Uh, I didn't put it in here, but apparently there was a leak. Someone leaked like six minutes of gameplay from Last of Us. And then like two days later, Naughty Dog was like, hey, here's some information about Last of Us. We want to control the narrative. Uh, Last of Us director... Neil Druckmann was one of those taking center stage Batman uh, to outline some of the biggest enhancement to the beloved classic from graphical enhancement to improvements to accessibility. The team also outlined a host of new features, which include there's a new permadeath mode. I don't know how you play the game with permadeath. Uh, a speed run mode where players can time their runs, unlockable costumes for Joel and Ellie, an enhanced photo mode, a model viewer mode. Um, on top of that, there's also big changes to AI graphics controls which aim to enhance The Last of Us uh, pretty much every level. For, instant, for instance, the remake will utilize the DualSense haptics to add tension as Ellie draws a bowstring or enhance the tactile feel of Joel and Ellie petting a giraffe. Feel the giraffe hairs through your controller. Man, uh,
1: I know this game is 45 years old, but, like, spoilers, man. Petting a giraffe?
0: Uh, you didn't know the context. <laughs>
2: Uh, all you these announcements I sound. I spoiled it. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, you're the guy. Uh, all these announcements sound all good and well. I gotta be honest. The one new feature that I am most intrigued by are the new unlockable costumes for Joel and Ellie. Like, is this gonna be? Is this gonna be like Sonic the Hedgehog in the Smash Bros. series, where it's just like slightly <coughs> darker kind of palette shades from what you normally get, or are we getting some really like wild and weird costumes? Because in the unlikely event that it is a ladder, I I'm all for it. Uh, Give me Donut
1: but, Drake, man. Give me Donut Drake, but Ellie. I mean I,
2: <laughs> I, 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 I like the idea that Ellie. it's not it's not like Donut Joel. It's specifically Donut Drake. Yes.
1: Like, the they're like they' like you don't even know Donut who Drake. this
2: person is, let alone why he's all like flabbery. but lo and behold, here he is. What is Donut Drake?
0: Uh,
1: so just it's an unlockable costume from Uncharted uh-huh. series, and he just plays a really yeah. fat Nathan Drake
0: oh okay yeah
2: I don't remember that at all uh they all the removed it I just want to say real quick they removed mm-hmm. Donut Drake like pretty early on in the series like I think he only made it into Uncharted one and two and then I think for three because technically it was becoming more difficult and also Naughty Dog was you know growing as a company they decided we want to kind of move away from this so it's been a, it's been a long while but old school fans will never forget they should have doubled down. Uh, on the
0: technical side, the Last of Us Part 1 can render a native 4K at a target at 30 or dynamic 4K at 60. Um, added power to the PS5 means an environment have denser, denser physics with tons of bumpables and chippables that translate into gunfire, ripping concrete and other uh, objects apart. Um, Naughty Dog hopes these changes will make the Last of Us remake, as Drummond puts it, extremely better than the original. So as we get through that, what, I'll go into oh, all this stuff. Okay. Again, if you think it's worth $70 or not, um that's an argument some people've had some people think it's worth $200 um, they would pay $200 for <laughs> this right. video game that's but right but i'm with you unlockable stuff new new costumes and all that th- seems interesting i'm interested in whatever this permadeath and speedrun mode is cuz i think that'll actually be something different and interesting
1: just yeah me. this was a weird like the 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 narrative around this <laughs> game right now is it's hard to justify a 10-year-old game being $70 on a new console when it's just a remake quote unquote just a remake that's the narrative that's around on Twitter right now. And so to come out and say, hey, don't worry, it's going to be worth it because you can change the clothes on Joel and Ellie. And also, there's a mode where if you die once, you're dead forever. Like that, that seems to me like it's not addressing the concern and that it's actually making things worse. I would love to see more information about the physics changes, uh, like more demos of how things are chippable and how they compare to the original to give me, like, all the controls. I mean, like, to give me a a better idea of the actual overhaul and artistic direction, (coughs) don't eat (coughs) any kind of nuts when you're doing a podcast.
2: Guys, (coughs) I think this podcast is trying to kill us. I think that we might (coughs) want (gasps) to proceed with caution as we go forward with this. Oh, my God. You good there, Chad?
1: I... The last, like, four podcasts in a row, I've eaten the stupid turkey cheddar dark nut cl- clusters. <laughs> and the nuts go down smooth every time. That's what he said. But this time, man, <clears throat> son of a bitch. Okay.
0: While Chad chokes to death, by the way, people, here's my surprise. I had Coldstone and they had oh, Nintendo yeah. stuff at Coldstone. Oh, man. I got the Mario ice cream. Hold it more in front of your even face. Even though they put so Kirby, Kirby on, on the it. box. Uh, oh, yeah, Kirby. They put Kirby on the box, but I have the Mario version
2: because it's just cake batter and fucking sprinkles. Continue. Nice. Coldstone used to be my favorite part of visiting Detroit, to be honest. That place is great. It's so
1: good.
0: Oh, it's so good.
1: So, yeah, back to Last of Us. Like, that's that's where I would like to see them kind of justify things a bit. And maybe it's too early or maybe they don't want to spoil anything or maybe they don't care enough. I mean, they obviously care about their game, but like maybe they're just like, when people play it, they'll understand. Uh, I just thought this was a weird thing to announce as in the middle of all of that controversy.
0: Big agree. I'm not eating a waffle cone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see when it comes out. We'll see the differences. What they got out in front of it. I'm still not going to pay seventy bucks, but I'll pay forty during Black Friday. Um, moving on from that, then it's play time let's <gasps> save the stuff that we're going to review for last because that will take more time so we'll start with Chad then we'll go to me and then we'll go to Alex because <clears> you <throat> actually have thing you're reviewing so Chad go ahead I would like to sing Bob Marley's Redemption
1: song <coughs> I'm dead I'm dying um and what I mean is we rated we rated again this week and if you remember last week on the podcast I was all upset and butthurt about the fact that we played 13 rounds of the Vault of Glass thing, and none of us got Vex Class, the exotic weapon at the end of the raid. And we were all just super upset. Fast forward to this week, when we did Riven in The Last Wish 10 times. Took us like two hours. Did it 10 times. And all of us got the gun at least once. All six of us got it at least once. Some of us twice. Third time we would have all turned into ladies. <laughs> That's how the song goes. Once, twice, third time a lady. Um, so yes, we we totally redeemed ourselves in the world, in the words of Dumb and Dumber. Had a end old time. Can't wait for next week when we get whatever the hell is next. Uh second thing I played <clears throat> is more Death Loop. And again, I've talked about this to death, but I would like to just say how long to you're a piece of shit. And by that I mean it's the best website that informs me on what games I should play and when. But it says 16 hours to beat and I am now 19 hours into this game. And I still feel like I have a lot more to go that I'm discovering. So I am enjoying the game still. But I thought I was going to be done with it by now. And now Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Again, if you aren't playing that game yet, fuck you. So I'm, I'm also someone, uh, uh, fuck me. Because I'm not playing it yet because I thought Deathloop would be done by now. But it's not. Alright, that's it. That's all I played. I'm going to die now. yeah chad
0: please go get some water and while i just uh, coughed
1: i farted at the same time and it smells like a dead dumpster it's awful
0: (laughs) wonderful so i played a little bit of xcom 2 just having more fun chad i made you in the game you're a deer you're a colonel i love it you've only only died once and i saved scum to bring you back to life yes not too bad thank you having a great time uh, some more Cyberpunk 2077, because I'm just grinding that game out solely for my second playthrough. All that stuff's fine. But I do I did play a, As Dust Falls, which is the new game on Game Pass mm-hmm. um, from exterior, Interior Nights. And I also played Stray. So we're going to review those in a second. But before, I just saw that you had another game you played that wasn't reviewed. So Alex, go ahead and tell us
2: about your last game before we start reviewing Stray. Sure. Uh, I've been playing a lot of a little Nintendo Switch game, technically a multi-platform game. You can get it on your PlayStation 4s and 5s as well, but it is a game that I've been playing on my Switch uh, by the name of Chicory, A Colorful Tale. So a little bit of uh, background information. Uh, The last game that I've been trying to get into on my Nintendo Switch uh, is the recent remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I enjoyed that game a whole heck of a bunch way back in the day on the Game Boy Color. But every single time I've tried to pick up the remake, it just, I don't dislike it, but it's always just kind of felt like a, a game that I'm playing out of obligation. Uh, hmm. I picked up Chicory uh, on the recommendation of one Janet Garcia of Min Max and Kind of Funny. And I got to say, this game is both real delightful and also in a way, kind of what I was kind of hoping to get out of Link's Awakening because it is a mm-hmm. very uh, Legend of Zelda slash Link's Awakening inspired game, right down to having a map that has sort of the fog of war covering all of it okay. until you enter into a new screen on it. Um, what makes it fairly unique of an experience. What really kind of sets it apart from the Zelda games that inspired it is that you have a magic paintbrush. Uh, At the beginning of the game, the entire world is completely sterilized of any color. It's reduced to black and white, complete monochrome, Uh, and you can use the brush to paint back in color. Uh, Depending on the area that you're in, you can paint in different colors. Uh, As you progress further in the game, you gain the ability to Uh, select different kind of brush strokes that you can use to uh, kind of paint in colors in a specific fashion so you can get like a paint uh, bucket brush tool that you can use to just paint in a whole swath of color at once or you can get like a star brush tool to paint in a bunch of star shapes and all this is employed in the use of both some real fun kind of coloring painting segments and uh, some genuinely really solid puzzles. I'm not ready just yet to rank it amongst the best of the best of the Zelda series but I really been enjoying it uh and i am looking forward to seeing it to completion it's a good time how long is it uh nine hours so be... far like how much nine
0: hours oh i could get down nine with the nine hours all yeah the <laughs> and i am
2: I, i'm like around halfway through that and i think my in-game counter shows like four or five hours so yeah not not, not super long based on what i've played thus far
0: um it was cool i just had no idea what kind of game it was so the
1: the music so I've seen this game all over Twitter because the music is composed by Lena Rain, who did the same, who did the soundtrack for um, what the fuck is the game about? the and Celeste? climbing a mountain. Celeste, yes, she did yeah. the music for Celeste, mm. which was incredible. And so she's been posting about this game nonstop. I guess for the last year since it came out, um, but. Yeah, that's, that's all I know about it, so I'm really glad that you are enjoying it. The now. music
2: is that. very good. It is a little bit of a, a different vibe than what I got out of Celeste. I remember the Celeste soundtrack being very kind of chiptune-inspired. This is a <laughs> right. little bit of a different mood, but still very good in its own right.
1: Nice. Who... Do, who? What game dev is this? What studio or person? I... Oh,
2: I'm going the Wikipedia page. I Let me do see. not remember. We're all... <laughs> furiously wikipedia-ing it, 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 the the title screen of the game says like made by like bob and jane like it's like a family yeah. run thingamabob
1: so it's a kickstarter game mm. um mm. by a just one guy greg lobanov who previously worked on Song, which was funded within a day wow so it's just like a dude and he called up his friend lena and said hey you want to do some music and then he called up artists alexis and madeline and said hey do you want to do some art for it that's awesome that's cool. Now i are going to play it even more. Thanks, Alex, yeah. for bringing that on the show.
2: Hey, not a problem.
0: Uh, but I guess, you ready to move into Stray? Oh, you better believe it. Stray oh, me, go. Daddy.
1: Stray me. I'm ready to sit back and just listen because I am, I'm all about this game, and it might make me upgrade to... I have not played it, but it might make me upgrade to the extra version of PS Plus just to get it along with some more game library.
0: All right. Alex, I'll let you take control of this one, because you have beaten it, and I have played about half of it, so.
2: Sure. So, I actually, uh, I want to jump off of what Chad just brought up. Uh, Going into this game, I didn't know how much it was going to cost. I did see that some early prices for the game on Steam had leaked. They were listing it at about, like, $26, $27. I figured, you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's bite the bullet. Let's upgrade to PlayStation Plus Extra. Uh, I was previously at i believe playstation plus essential that's like the baseline like normal unupgraded playstation plus here uh only cost me 11 dollars. turns out that was actually a really good bargain because stray uh, normally costs like something like 40 dollars on the playstation store at the moment uh don't know if i'll necessarily stick with playstation plus extra for the rest of my time with the playstation platform after my kind of current period with it expires, but we'll see, uh, onto the game itself, stray, stray, stray. This game is, I think the perfect definition of an 8.0 out of 10 game. It's not the greatest, most masterpiece of an experience of all time, but it's really good. Uh, I can understand where some of the detractors of this game are coming from, uh, in that, I think that the previews and trailers for this game uh, gave off the impression that this game was going to be a little bit more akin to something like Inside or Limbo, where you're playing as this cat in this fantastical world, and you are kind of brushing up against really kind of momentous events or kind of really kind of important and unexpected and dark Kind of things that are happening, circumstances that are kind of beyond your control, but you never kind of directly impact or really kind of take part in in them outside of like maybe a few kind of fleeting instances. Um, And instead, what this game actually is, is you very early on teaming up with a very chatty robot and going on a pretty chatty adventure in which you are trying to kind of escape from a uh, kind of pretty gnarly um what's the word i'm looking for like just basically kind of like a giant silo that was built eons ago to keep the last remnants of humanity safe from the environment around them uh and uh as well just sort of enrich and uh make the lives of the remaining inhabitants of the silo which are all robots better uh and i think a lot of people were kind of like hmm like this isn't really kind of what i was expecting out of it and i get that but what stray ultimately is is i think really good i think that it's both a really kind of good platformer that (laughs) nails the experience of walking around and being a cat and everything zany and eccentric and cat like that comes with that um while also like just having a lot of really kind of good moments of kind of like quality gamey kind of platforming uh be it uh you kind of like jumping from platform to platform to avoid weird like mutated menaces or avoiding the kind of like uh how to how to describe it like the kind of view lights of sinister robots that are searching for you um on top of that like this is just a a really good example of a game that just has really great kind of hub worlds to kind of like uh explore and kind of immerse yourself in i was reminded a lot of games like super mario 64 or the original jack and daxter game uh where the game really kind of encourages you in between it's really kind of frantic moments, just kind of sit around and kind of soak in the world. Um, And yeah, overall, I just sort of walk away, you know, quite pleased with it again, not an absolute masterpiece 10 out of 10. I think that there are um, some kind of contrived moments to it, both in terms of the plot and the gameplay that I was like, it could could have been a little bit better, could have been a little bit more uh, original there, but Overall it was um it was a good use of my thirteen dollar upgrade to PlayStation plus extra.
1: Dope. I'm looking at a four and a half hours. Hell yeah, that's a good good size game. To play a cat as. Adam, what do you uh, think? I
2: spent about I just want to let you know, I spent about like maybe 6.5 hours in that game, but a lot of those like additional two hours were spent scouring the kind of little little kind of hub environments for extras that I could have theoretically gotten right away if I knew where they were. But, you know, part of the fun is trying to find them yourself. Dope.
0: Adam, what'd you think? Uh, I think it's all right. I agree (gasps) with a lot of the things that you said. Uh, I so I didn't have PlayStation Plus. It did expire like four months ago, um, so I just got one month of PlayStation Plus extra, and you know, pay the fourteen bucks, and was able to download it immediately. Um, I think that is a, I think is a game you should play. If anything that Alex just said interests you, or if the idea of playing a cat in apocalyptic world sounds fun, then you should do it. Absolutely, especially for you know, if you upgrade to extra for a month or. I know that you have to do the whole thing, so I, you know maybe it gets pricey. Yeah, whatever. So I've got like I think 11 the eleven months
1: worth. left that I have to upgrade all at once.
0: Yeah, then it's a little more expensive, but I definitely think it's good. Uh, I'm kind of with some of the other people who have been talking about it. Where I don't know, it's just not what I was expecting it to be. I don't think it's bad. It's just not what I enjoyed. It kind of felt like I'm the same uh, publisher with because Annapurna published mm. it, which I believe mm. also published Outer <laughs> Wilds, which was a game I also did not enjoy. Um, I was like, I like. People were hyping Outer Wilds up to be like the greatest thing ever, and then I played and like, oh, this is pretty good. But since you wouldn't shut up about it, I now dislike <laughs> it. Um, yeah. They haven't done this with straight people; haven't gone over overdone it. But I, I love the idea that you play as a cat. Like that's a cool thing. That's you know the way that again, like you said, jumping around, you push stuff to do your platforming. Playing as the cat is a good twist, and I think makes it interesting. And the world itself is beautiful, and I love that the story that they're telling of this post-apocalyptic robot world um all that is great but then it's just when it got to uh you know doing the story and your motivations and stuff i just did not care i don't care about these chatty robots they just talk they talk a lot and i don't care and they don't have voices uh so i just read a lot Uh, and uh i don't know i do think the game's fun i think it's worth trying out i'm just not crazy about it he said eight out of ten i'd go seven and a half again i don't think it's trash uh (laughs) i just don't think it's super super for me but again only being five hours can't complain but i was like this is all right I can get down with this game, but if I had to spend $30 of my own money for it, I don't think I would have been uh, as happy with the product.
2: What's funny about the robots and their lack of voice acting is prior to playing stray, uh, I was chatting with a friend on discord who was just railing and railing against Annapurna interactive and how they have a tendency to, kind of needlessly insert a lot of big name voice actors into their game to not always great effect like he was really coming down hard on 12 minutes the game that had daisy ridley Wilm the foe and what's his name McAvoy. He, james mcavoy yep. james mcavoy um and in a weird way like i actually kind of appreciated the fact that this game doesn't have any kind of voice acting at all I kind of appreciated that the robots have their own like weird, made-up language that sounds like uh, a bunch of bleeps and bloops, and that there isn't like some weird, well-known voice actor kind of uh, bashing their way, crashing their way, like the Kool-Aid man into the game. Um, but, yeah, I, I understand. I understand how it can be a little bit, you know, tedious. I'm looking up a picture, because, again, like
0: I said, I think it's an alright game um i think you definitely should check it out especially if i would think it'd be worth upgrading to playstation plus extra if you didn't have it just to play i do think it's that good of a game i can't find a picture of it Chad. i was gonna try to give you a picture and put it into the chat but the beginning of the game i think people have seen it where you get separated from your other cat family and your cat's like clawing to like stay up on the ledge and then the other cats look down at you over the ledge and just stare at you and then you fall into an abyss is the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it's like it's straight up it's lion king energy where it's just like he's barely holding on and then they just all look over the edge at you and don't make an expression and he just fall <laughs> into a black hole
2: it's the funniest thing i've ever seen i can't find a picture of it. but these cats but, they've lived such innocent lives they've never been exposed to death or hardship in any way
0: it's just i'm like why? Are, what is this longing look?
2: <laughs> so I fall I, into a sewer.
0: <laughs>
1: I I just Googled stray cat falls, and uh-huh. yeah, the third the third option is the little cat on the ledge with those big old
0: eyeballs. Yeah, and then his three buddies looking at him like, "Sorry, bro, not to tell you," uh, but yeah, I do want to see it to through the end. I really like um, some of the combat quote unquote puzzles where it's like. You can't fight these things but like oh let's do a puzzle to get around the the bad guys um i think it's pretty cool i think you should check it out so big thumbs up for me
1: the trailers and things like that show you have a little cat backpack and that makes that leads me to my question are there skins if so is there a spider cat skin
2: so after i beat this game i Didn't uh, immediately go back and continue playing it. This game has a little bit of a demanding trophy list. You have to speed run the game in two hours. And so I was kind of like, I think I'll put this down for the time being, maybe come back to it later. So I don't know off the top of my head with certainty, whether there are skins or not. But I'm going to say no, because I didn't see the game actively advertising that while I was playing it.
0: Zero out of ten. It is funny when your cat puts on the backpack for the first time. I'm not a cat person. I don't have a cat. But the way that that cat reacts to having a backpack on was pretty funny. Yeah. Real, real not happy about it. <laughs> uh, but then, so your final thoughts? Your thumbs up? Eight out of ten? Good thumbs?
2: Yeah. Eight out of ten. If you, um, way back in the day, I, I wrote down a couple of notes that I wanted to hit on. Uh If any of you ever played, and I'm talking to both you guys and also to uh, our listeners at home, any of you ever played Okami Den, which was the uh, DS exclusive sequel to Okami, and were like, oh man, this game is actually pretty good. Not as bad as people said it was. People were maybe a little bit overly unfair to it because they just wanted a straightforward sequel to Okami and not this weird DS spinoff. Definitely play this game because that game and this game actually follow a very oddly kind of similar plot of you're playing as this animal that's kind of accompanying a bunch of people throughout time and space, uh, on their journey, uh, to enlightenment and everlasting life. Uh, and so, yeah, go check it out. Eight out of 10.
1: For the number of times the game Okami has been remade, re-released, remastered and talked about, how have I never heard of Okami Den?
2: You, you never heard of this? Never heard never of either.
1: it. I'm looking at that right now. I also just, wasn't a big like, DS
2: person either. <laughs> no, that's so I didn't yeah. Really... My first
1: DS was the, the Majora's Mask one.
2: The long and short of it is, you know, Okami comes out in 2006, gets ported to the Wii in 2007, this huge cult hit. Everybody rallies around it, you know, proclaims it to be one of the greatest games ever. It wins, like, a couple of Game of the Year awards over Twilight Princess, uh, the year it releases, because they both released the same year. Um, and then Okami then gets announced a couple years later and everyone's kind of like, hmm, this is not the sequel to Okami that we wanted. We wanted a Okami sequel on modern consoles, not something that's pared down for the DS. But I think taken for what it is, which is a, again, kind of pared down version of the Okami experience for the DS, I thought it was really good. I, I, I would put it up there with a lot of other like quality DS games, like the Zelda Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, uh, whatever the Mario was on that console. It, it, it's pretty good. Very
0: cool. Uh, and the last thing we're going to review, the last thing, two reviews in one episode. What? Look at this. We're crazy. I played As Dust Falls, which is a new game from a new studio, uh, Interior Nights. Uh, people who used to be at, a, was it David Cage's studio? Quantum, Quantum Dream. Dream. Um, so they came over here, and it is a six-episode you know, choose-your-own-adventure style game where, again, you there's a, a, a family who's moving from California out to St. Louis. They get stuck at a motel, and then a hostage situation happens, and we play the story from there. That's basically where it starts, and it goes some pretty uh, crazy places. And I talked with uh, John over at Pixel Street. We had about 45-minute spoiler cast, so if you want to have more like what our actual decisions were. But it is... This is the game that looks like a storyboard comic book because all the characters are storyboarded and everything else is animated in the world. Um, so outside of... It's an interesting art choice. It bothered me in the first episode and then the rest of the game it didn't bother me at all. I just played the game. It's a very interesting art choice. If you get past the art choice, this is probably one of my favorite written and best acted those kind of games. Oh, uh, okay. I, yeah, I really, really like the story a lot and the performances are great. It, it was... Where so, like, because we just uh, did a bar for Life is Strange, and I was like, oh, I I like some of these characters, and I liked where the story was going, but then it falls apart and it doesn't do what I want to do. This game from the jump is like, yo, this is just like a drama you would watch on AMC or some shit like that, right? It's just like, oh, this is a drama about family, and that's what it is, and I think it's written very well. And then the other cool thing is that there's this big giant spider web where all of your choices actually matter which I think is fantastic in a a choice based game that your choices actually matter. It's great. Me and John talked about it. Uh, we had people, there was a character that I had that had like a really cool ending and his character died in like the second episode of that same character. I'm like, I had a fully fleshed out story. He's like, no, that dude's dead. I was like, (laughs) Oh my God. Like this is, that is wild. Uh, if you like those kind of games, it is amazing. I would say, you know, absolutely try it out for someone like Chad, I know you like some Telltale, but you didn't like live is strange and stuff. I don't it's not gonna change your mind. Absolutely. Especially with the art style, like it's gonna be weird and it's not gonna change your mind. But if you like any of these kind of narrative games where you make decisions um and play QTEs, it is one of my favorite ones that I've played. Just based on the writing. Again, that art style is still I'm still 50 50 on it. But the story, the actors are great. Um, it's a fun time. And there's we actually found there were some really uh famous people in here, which was cool. That we didn't realize it till afterwards. Uh, but yeah. I would definitely suggest it, and especially being on Game Pass, why not go for it? I generally do enjoy like the Quantic Dream games, you know,
1: those decision-based ones with the QTEs. And I was looking at this game, thinking, and I'm curious your opinion on it. Mm. I, I like playing those games like couch co-op with people, and just sitting there and just passing the controller back and forth, making decisions together. Does this seem like that same type of game that you can do that in?
0: Yeah, there is actually a multiplayer mode too, where. I don't know if it's Twitch or... I think there's some kind of multiplayer mode where I think you vote on the choices or whatever. But you could also switch it off. Actually, it's really great because each episode you play as two characters. So you'd be like, I'm going to make all the choices of this person. I'll make choices of this person. And it's fine. I think it works great. And, uh, And again, your stories will be completely different than someone else's stories, potentially. Cool. Game Pass subscription
1: getting renewed.
0: There you go. Definitely worth it. There you go. Look at that. Reviewed two games good this week. Two games that are good. Everyone enjoy it. (laughs) <laughs> uh all right i think we're gonna move on from that to our quest log and hold on folks there's some crazy three stories that oh are shit saying. oh Discord takes over. that's from taylor lyles at ign.com that's a new name Dis-
2: yeah uh i've seen her i think she used to work at engadget or something we had her as a guest on press yz way back in the day she yeah. was fantastic She's very cool. I've seen her
0: face before, um, but she's now at IGN. Discord announced, uh, not today, but whenever this store is. Discord announced that it's officially adding voice chat integration to Xbox consoles. The addition means that Xbox Series X, S, and One owners will be able to talk to friends on Discord voice uh, voice chat from their consoles rather than having uh, to use other devices. In a press release, Discord notes that Xbox Insider will be able to use this voice uh, chat features on their console starting today, which is Xbox Insider is like the beta program. Uh, the feature coming at a later date for all their users. As Discord notes, the feature has been widely requested by users. Previously, the company allowed Xbox owners to connect their accounts, but it can only be used to display information like tags. Discord also confirmed that Discord voice chat on Xbox will allow users to transfer their voice call from the app directly onto their consoles using the Xbox mobile app. Uh, so, kind of an interesting story kind of a big deal for me so a couple months ago playstation was like you can link your account to discord you couldn't talk on discord through your playstation but it's like oh i'm on playstation playing this whatever right i believe every time that chad is online he's playing destiny 2 (laughs) on his playstation and i can see that that's all that he does uh this is what i wanted right when discord was becoming a thing during the pandemic and i was like hey A lot of cross plays becoming more of a thing, but people haven't figured out voice chat. We should all just use discord. And if they integrate it into every console, except for Nintendo, because they won't do it. Um, and we can just all use discord to chat with each other. I'll be so happy. This is what I want. Like there's still the option to use the Xbox party chat, but if everyone can just use discord, there's discord app on PlayStation, discord app on my Xbox, discord app on my PC. And everyone just plays at the same time. That's the dream. That's all I want. This is, this is, this is my future. I'm very happy.
1: Yes, I'm v excited about this, especially because um, one of the six of us who raid in Destiny all the time, for some reason, won't leave his Xbox, and he just wants to play in his stupid Xbox, and we always have to use game chat, and it always is like, literally, while we were raiding last weekend, it was like once per run of that raid somebody had to leave because we couldn't hear them. So they had to leave, quit the game completely, join back in the game, and then we'd beat the boss, and the next time somebody else would have to leave and quit the just because game chat was broken. So yeah, D- Discord chat all over would be fantastic. This is... I'm hoping that it comes to PlayStation a lot sooner because Xbox had the original integration with like Display Your Gamer Tag and what you're playing, and it took a couple years for, for full voice chat to come. PlayStation just got the p- Display Your Gamer Tag and what you're playing last year so hopefully this comes a little bit quicker um i do have inside information uh, from someone who was interviewing to be an engineer to actually make that happen at playstation so it is in the works no idea what the timeline is on that so can't wait yeah can't wait. Uh
2: I'm all in on this too. I'm in the exact same position as you, Chad. Where I am a Discord baby boy, and it <laughs> can be a little bit annoying when someone wants to stay on console chat. So, the more opportunities that we have to use uh, Discord, when we want to use Discord, the better.
1: Yeah, and like Discord, that's what they do. It's all it's voice chat. It's well, in the communities as well, but but it's chat. That's their that's their P one. That's their first priority area. And then all these other people are like, hey, we're gonna build our own voice chat and party engine and all this shit. It's like, no, just like let people who do it do it well and then just like throw them a bone, and let them on your console. So very excited.
0: Big. Same here. Uh yeah, I mean, because again, I'm they they've made headphones specifically. They're like. I think it was the Xbox specific headphones were like you can connect to two Bluetooth devices, aka your phone on Discord, and are the consoles. I'm like yeah. they already had workarounds for it. But yeah, just put it straight in there, make it easy for me. Dr. Windows is a big fan.
1: Uh I was curious best. what the UI would look huh? like actually. I was like, how does it how does it show up in the UI alongside Xbox Party Chat? And how does like how does one show up as priority? Is it like right in and it actually yeah, it looks really simple. It's just like there's Xbox Party Chat, and then there's a big Discord button. Like, and then there's right, Discord. Yeah. Just
0: click on Discord. You're yeah. good. That's great. Um, all right. So the greatest, the best Warner Brothers character of all time <gasps> joins multiverses. Oh. Another one from Ta- Taylor Lyles at IGN. Look at this. Getting busy today. Uh, Multiverses, the Smash Bros. like Warner Brothers crossover fighter, uh, has revealed new characters: Rick Sanchez, Morty Smith, and LeBron James, everyone. LeBron James lebron james the greatest (laughs) warner brothers character of all time uh lebron james announced during a san diego comic-con panel the panel unveiled these characters with a closer look at how lebron james controls in the game uh the multiverses panel also confirmed that morty smith will join the roster on august 9th while rick sanchez will be playable at a later date open beta is july 26th aka when you're hearing this as a podcast everyone can go play multiverses yeah uh i'm just excited for this game this rick and morty fantastic the way that they work LeBron into it is because everyone remembers the classic Space Jam 2021 movie, which technically makes LeBron James a Warner Brothers character because he's in Space Jam, not right. LeBron James the basketball player. LeBron James the character from the Space Jam <laughs> movie. Um, so what is his I, move set like? Asking... I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at this like how LeBron
1: controls in the game area. What is his mood? His move set? Just throwing he the ball
0: and he's big as hell. I he's
1: also so didn't big. watch the, the movie. Does he have space powers in the movie or something?
0: No, he has cartoon powers in the movie. And basketball powers, of course. What he's is cartoon power. powers? You know, stretchy arms. you okay. see, seen Spaceship. Okay. Okay. I've seen the original yeah, Spaceship. You can. get shot
2: a bunch of times, and you're yeah. going to be totally okay. Cartoon powers. Yeah, okay, cool. But now, I remember last week, or two weeks,
0: whenever, time, uh, Chad was asking me what my main is going to be. Of course, Shaggy, Right. because he's a meme. They actually talked about it in the panel. They're like, the only reason that this game is made and Shaggy's in it is because Ultra Instinct Shaggy is canon. Uh, so they just made the meme canon. But yeah, I'm going to now rock... LeBron James and Shaggy, yeah, Tasmanian I'll, Devil I'll gets
1: right out of my lineup, and now it's
0: Rick Sanchez. Yeah, I was say, and then whenever Rick Sanchez launches, then I'll kick LeBron out for
2: Rick. So I'll be Shaggy and Rick, a main. What I'll be doing. Uh, uh, I just want to just say right here and right now, uh, I don't have any intention of seeing the new Space Jam movie. It kind of looks like a nightmare. That being said, I actually am like genuinely unironically very supportive of the decision to have lebron james in this game as a playable character i feel like it's it, it's very seldom that we see people uh kind of think about ideate like oh man wouldn't it be cool if we had x celebrity x real life person in smash bros in mortal Kombat, in you know name your fighting game of choice and i I think that needs to change. I think we need to start modding, start demanding that they put real-life people in our Smash Bros. games, in our fighting games more. And I I, I genuinely mean that, like, semi-seriously. Like, I think that there's a lot of potential in real-life people showing up in these games. And so, hopefully this will, you know, open the doors for more LeBron Jameses to follow. I hope. I hope.
1: It opens up such a, a brand new audience, right? I mean, look at Fortnite with mm-hmm. The Rock and Ariana Grande and like all of these other playable characters that are based on real celebrities. Like people get excited about video games for that shit. Df and Smitty absolutely. in the chat says Arabella, his little daughter, is fucking hyped for LeBron. That's awesome.
0: Should be absolutely. <laughs> my my favorite thing, going off of what Alex just said, right? Think about this: Rick and Morty, great characters, fantastic show, wonderful, not mm-hmm. for kids. Uh, but think about this: alternate costume for Rick Sanchez. Justin Roiland, just put Justin Roiland in the video game, yeah, and then make a smaller version of Justin Roiland as Morty alternate costume. <laughs> There's more real people in the video game. That's just the real man who does voices. I, I love it.
1: it, and I want it to be like a photorealistic, actual
0: picture of him, not a cartoon <laughs> version, like a real version of right. Justin a Roiland. Oh my god, that'd be great. that'd ah, be wonderful. I just can't wait for this game. You know, as you're listening to this, you can play it right now. Everyone, get on your. It's cross-platform, so get on whatever you want. Doesn't matter. Yeah, just not on Switch. Uh, Absolutely. Is there any, now that we're here, we did this a while ago where we did a fantasy draft for all the Warner Brothers properties. Warner Brothers owns a lot, Alex, like a lot. Things you wouldn't even think about they own. Is there any other character that you would like to be? For me, I'm just going to say it, Godzilla.
2: I mean, yeah, that's a pretty, (coughs) I suspect they'll probably have to come up with some weird in universe explanation to explain why he's uh, ye size tall, but yeah, I'd be totally down for that. Um. what else I mean I guess he could have like King Ghidorah which is Godzilla's mm. kind of perennial uh, villain he showed up in like the most recent uh, Godzilla solo movie but he's like showed up in like a bunch of the old uh, Toho Godzilla movies as well he'd be fun Uh, I don't know w- w- what are some weird picks that you guys would choose
1: well, there's definitely
2: we already got Maisie Williams in there
1: from Game of Thrones but we've got the new prequel series coming out so you know we're gonna be getting some kind of dagron Dragonborn person in there um a new harry potter game coming out which means like voldemort could be very possible or someone from that universe
0: yep. i think mm. i suggested all the impractical jokers because technically all their stuff's on hbo <laughs> yes. so i think yeah. it's a warner brothers company <laughs> you, you know, know just ridiculous things it'd be fun
2: uh yeah but this one, it, it'd be oh, fun i just want to say real quick it'd be fun to mm-hmm. also have like some of the other Hanna Barbera franchises in there that don't get you know, that don't really exist in the public consciousness the way that the Flintstones do anymore. Things like Captain Planet or Yogi Bear, for example.
1: That'd oh be Oh my fun. God, Captain Planet.
2: There's Santa Barbara, I didn't realize. Very oh, you know, sorry, one last one before we move on. Uh, mm-hmm. A genuinely fun one that I actually think, like, I'm not just throwing this out there nilly willy I think it could be really funny if they did it correctly uh, Space Ghost. Oh, Space Ghost, Ghost, Ghost? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> God, I love that. What was the uh,
0: Harvey Birdman? at law also be fun, right? Yeah, I would
1: love one. to see Harvey Birdman fight Birdperson from Rick and Morty.
0: Oh man, <laughs> they're the same character.
1: <laughs> That'd be great. Uh,
0: all right, uh, Ubisoft. So I have the next three stories. Mm-hmm. I'm, they're all part of a, a series. This is my sixty minutes, I'm breaking it down every week. I this is it. my Ubisoft Chalk Block. We're gonna call it Ubisoft Block. First up. <laughs> avatar on the Ubi chopper tom ivan at vgc uh, ubisoft has allayed the release of avatar frontiers of pandora wah, wah. avatar game got pulled pushed back surprise to be an released... avatar
1: property is not coming out
0: when they said it would
1: surprise
0: uh, i never would have thought we'll see it in 10 years previously set to be released in calendar year 2022 and now arrive during the company's fiscal year beginning in april 2023 uh, "Quote: We are committed to delivering a cutting-edge immersive experience that takes full advantage of next-gen technology. As this amazing global entertainment brand presents a major multi-year opportunity for Ubisoft, uh, they said on Thursday. While this additional development time is a reflection of the ongoing constraints on production across the industry, we are hard at work designing the. Uh, to the we are hard at work to design the most effective, efficient. Excuse me, working conditions to ensure both flexibility for our teams." As well as strong productivity, da 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 da. We're talking about we delayed the game because we want to make sure it's good so we can get more Avatar games. Anyways, I'm shocked.
2: I honestly thought they would get it out in time for the movie. Yeah, because they, I mean, they had a situation. decade.
1: They had a decade to prepare for this movie.
2: So speaking of the movie, I'm going a little bit off topic here. So the new trailer for Wakanda Forever came out uh, just this oh, so uh, past 24 hours ago. Uh, and that trailer features uh, a lot of Namor and his Atlanteans that look a whole heck of a lot like those underwater Navi from the upcoming Avatar movie. Alex, let me like, stop you real quick.
0: I was literally in the car driving my son home. He said, did you see that new Black Panther
2: trailer? They have Avatar people in it. That's <laughs> literally <laughs> what he said to me. And I was like, I don't think so, bud, but you're you're close. Like, Like, how pissed do you think James Cameron is right now that, like, every time that, like... He tries to put out a new Avatar trailer. Everyone's like, mm, I don't know about this. We'll see. But every time Marvel is like, oh, hey, we took something that you kind of felt iffy about. But now it's under the Marvel Studios banner. Everyone's like, oh, hell yeah.
0: Daddy Disney just rolling in them money. They don't a do shit. <laughs> 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 Go see Avatar and Black Panther. <laughs> we'll love it. It is wild. Yeah, my son thought Avatar was in uh, Black Panther. And I'm like, I see what you're saying, bud.
1: <laughs>
0: is Avatar um, Disney? Oh, yeah, I guess it is now. Yeah, it was Fox and now Fox. Disney owns yeah. Fox.
1: Yeah. Fuck
0: yeah. Look at that. Uh, I hope the game's cool. I guess wait for it to come out. I I like the idea of an open world avatar game, but I'm not like doing a backflip waiting for it. It has to come out that day. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be fun. Maybe
1: come out PS5 VR. I mean, that's the that's the whole idea of it. Like, why is this not a VR game? That's it's been a very long time since I've seen the original thing, but isn't it like people go into a VR type thing and they be, they like so take the consciousness of this giant
2: blue beam. Oh. Are, are you like envisioning some sort of like escape room scenario where like half of the game is you like interacting with this escape room, which is like the room where you put on like the VR headset, and every time you like finish up what you're doing in the Navi world, you take off the headset and you have to like solve something in the escape room. No, I just want
1: an Avatar VR game. I don't know why or how I got onto this topic, but I just want an Avatar VR game, and it would make sense you're in be the world around the big plants. I mean, you in play. VR, as yeah. – Think of it, it's like it's like Desmond in Assassin's Creed. It's like you play as Desmond, you go into the world and you are suddenly Ezio. But like So you want to be
0: an avatar is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I want to I want to be whoever the random military dude is who puts on the Sam headset and becomes, yeah, Sam Worthington and then becomes Blue Dude. Like that's what I want to be. That and I want to put on my headset and become Blue Dude and then take it off you and live I look that like Sam experience. Worthington in real life. I got you. Yeah.
0: I think his
2: name's Jake Sully in the movie. I don't know why I know that, but uh, here we are. I mean, I will say, like, all, like, you know, joking around aside, I think there is something potentially really cool about being a Navi in, like, uh, stereoscopic 3D with the uh, headset and the whole shebang, and then, like, walking up to a human, uh, because in the world of Avatar, like, humans are, like, maybe, like, yay tall compared to the tallness of the Navy. Like that could actually be really cool to be like, holy shit, I am this like hulking incredibly tall alien that completely dwarfs everything else around me. And yeah. then the guy from Don't Breathe comes and stabs you with a
0: robot. It'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh next up on the Ubisoft chop block, Assassin's Creed. <gasps> what? <gasps> Jason Finelli at GameSpot. Oh that guy's uh, Ubisoft in the mob. mentioned Do what now? That guy's in the mob. Finelli, yeah yep. it sounds like it what what's the dude from hey arnold spumoni dino Who's spumoni <laughs> yeah completely is, different name but which is similar. also a
1: euphemism for ejaculation
0: yeah absolutely uh ubisoft mentioned the delay for another smaller premium unannounced title reports now indicate a all all these three stories came from one press release because ubisoft is in trouble uh reports now indicate the game in question is assassin creed rift a new standalone ac game that was originally meant to be dlc episode for valhalla Uh, according to bloomberg news ubisoft's bordeaux office which is leading development on the project requested the game be pushed from its target february launch uh day uh due february launch due to the game running far behind schedule the game is now slated for release in may or june according to the report uh which would move it to ubisoft's 2023 fiscal calendar so this is the assassin's creed where you play as uh basim from assassin's creed valhalla right uh which uh, yeah, they mentioned, they're like, oh, we're delaying Avatar and another unannounced game, and that unannounced game apparently is the Assassin's Creed game. Uh, just a lot of delays, guys. Yeah, Any feelings about Assassin's I'm Creed? I'm actually okay
1: with this one. I, I'm not an Assassin's Creed person, but the I remember when they announced that this game was coming, I was concerned that, oh, they're taking something that was supposed to be a DLC and then just kind of shoehorning it and making it its own standalone game, and I felt like it might not be as fully fleshed out or developed. So to hear that they want to take more time with it and delay it, I think is actually a good thing for this game. Well, obviously it's a good thing for most games, but um, this one actually makes me, for this game, I am more at ease than I was before it got delayed.
2: Yeah, I I have confidence that you know, when this game, when all the Assassin's Creed, Creed games that are, you know, currently in development come out, they'll probably be, you know, pretty good to great. Uh, the last Assassin's Creed game I played was Assassin's Creed Odyssey the year it came out. And I thought it was pretty good at the time, but man, like, it, it sometimes feels like Ubisoft has, like, the computer deep thought from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in the back of their company to, like, figure out how do we make sure that each and every one of these Assassin's Creed games hits. Because it feels like, again, seems like all of Ubisoft's upcoming Assassin's Creed projects are going to be what they're going to be, and what they're going to be is good to great. But it feels like if one of them misses, like, that is going to be, like, the canary in the coal mine that, like, ooh, things might truly be in trouble here at yeah. old ubisoft
0: yeah when uh what is the one in london syndicate that was the one that was a little bit like oh people didn't take well to that and then they didn't make sense so free game for like three years till they made origins so they're trying to be very protective of that property
2: yeah but lives. also like that was a very i would say different time for ubisoft as a company where that game didn't do well but it didn't kind of spell doom and include for ubisoft as a whole because they had a lot of other you know good stuff in addition to syndicate coming out around then Right now, it feels like everything is sort of riding on Assassin's Creed hitting the way it should. So, especially with all these delays, Golden and and
0: Bones know. is going to be the big next thing. Exactly, like that's what I was we'll thinking. I was like,
1: what's coming now this year? If all of these are getting delayed, and it's like just Skull Rabbids and Bones. And skull and
0: Bones. That's it. Rabbits and Skull and Bones.
1: Which oh, rabbits! Rabbits. Spark of Hope. Rabbids I was going to cool. say
2: <laughs> rabbits. Really looking forward to that. I love Me the original. Too. Hopefully, the sequel will be great too.
1: I thought you were doing a mashup between rabbits and skull and
0: bones. And I was like, I
1: would play the yeah, hell out the of it. Yeah, the rabbits on the pirate ship. You didn't know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last up on the Ubisoft chop block four dead games. Get a funeral, get a pyre, put these four games on there. Four games dead. are dead. Boom. Jordan Midler at VGC. Uh, Ubisoft has announced it has ceased the development of Ghost Recon Frontline, uh, Splinter Cell VR, and two completely unannounced games uh during that financial call of course all this came out uh the company said that both games have been canceled due to the changing financial environment the company did not provide further details so just for the games that we knew about here we're going to talk about uh ghost recon frontline was about a battle royal game that saw groups of four players teaming up to face more than 100 players across a large map the game's amount uh, announcement was met with significant backlash which caused ubisoft to delay and eventually cancel a planned play test which i remember they're like oh yeah look at this uh, battle royal game we play it next month, and then the game's gone. They didn't do that. <laughs> Still waiting on uh, Defiant, or next defiant whatever. Uh, little was known about Splinter Cell VR b- beside a... Uh, Jesus Christ, I'm almost done reading. Beyond a brief <laughs> tease from German, uh quote, on Splinter Cell, there will be some type of new experience, but more on different devices. So we're working a little bit, a lot, on the brand today to come back at one point, he said. The game was planned in collaboration with Meta, would have been exclusive to Meta Headset. So... Uh, Splinter Cell VR dead. You can't look up at the big man um, in VR. Sorry, Chad, you can't be an avatar. And then (laughs) there Ghost recon. I don't know what they're doing with that. That franchise used to just put out bangers and I don't know what they're doing now. But yeah, there are four dead things, two things delayed, four things dead. Uh, I love that's it, it for the chop block. I
1: love that Ubisoft is like, we hear you, we know you want Splinter Cell things, and all you want is a proper Splinter Cell game, and we're not going to give you that. But we're going to give you a lot of other Splinter Cell type things and experiences that you don't want, and oh, also those are canceled now. And like, we're looking, we're trying to figure out how to bring this back in a way that you still don't want. <laughs>
2: I actually have a theory. I actually think, and Ubisoft will never admit to this, that they canceled the Splinter Cell VR game because the only way you could play it was if you had three eyes so that you could see through the three (laughs) green thingies on Sam Fisher's head. And they just couldn't find enough play testers to test it out. So they they had to to put it on the chopping block.
1: (laughs) You know, I wonder how much meta right now is like they are struggling, like their stock is tanking. They are uh, like, if you are working at meta, they have realigned a lot of their priorities to focus on the metaverse and AR and VR. But they're also like in a huge hiring freeze right now. And I'm wondering if they were collaborating so much on this that meta came to Ubisoft and said, Hey, remember that Splinter Cell game we were going to go in on? Like, no, it's not a priority for us anymore. And so Ubisoft was like, well, fuck. Well, now what do we do? I wonder how much that has to do with it.
0: Maybe so. If they weren't kicking back and they're like, "Well, we're not gonna make any money on this," so I don't know, man. Ubisoft again. I like their games, but it's been a lot of bad news for like the last year and a half. Feels yeah. like, yeah, yeah, not great. Just rough. Uh, but that is it for the the thing where we talk about the stories. What's it called? A Quest Log. says <laughs> the end of it. I'm having a real good time over here tonight. Uh, but that means. Oh, it must be time for a segment of some so- of some sort.
1: Oh, is it a segment from Adam? Ah, la, la, la. Segment from Adam. Ah. All right. I get a little uh, lion. Here. Actually, I got a lion and hold, please. I'm also going to be a lion. Roar.
2: Avatar. <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> is that Chad, a lion? you better oh. be
2: careful. It put this the face po- on the
0: on the toy. Did it really it put the watch? face on the toy? Okay, give me the toy. Yeah. Give me the toy.
2: <gasps> I'm gonna hold put it on my dog.
0: <laughs> oh, he Safe doesn't
2: want to get works. It,
0: on. Wait a minute. Mm. Maybe cover your face and then just have its <laughs> face. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh,
2: there it is. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. It's flashy, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful, Chad. <laughs> this podcast is this. already <laughs> trying try to kill us. It will definitely kill us if you leave on the lion faced lion for too long. <laughs> I need but to this see this week. This. come here. A segment from Adam is actually brought to you by Dr. Windows.
1: Hey, <gasps> Dr. Everybody. Windows! Hell yeah!
0: Dr. Windows here. I'm uh Adam asked me to step in real quick. Maybe this'll be my voice. Maybe it won't go forward. I haven't decided yet. And I've got a I got a fun game for you to play this week. It's one of Chad's favorite. Ooh. This is called Smoosh Me Out of a Movie, Mommy. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: All right. <laughs> Which is the opposite of when Chad is like smoosh me into a movie, Daddy. Where in this game? Instead of taking a pre existing movie and putting a video game, you know, adaptation of it, we're taking a video game and putting it wait a minute. How does this work, Chad? We're taking (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. We're taking a show and putting it into a video game. These are all TV shows today. So what is this? We're gonna take a show. I'm gonna give you a show. They're like, we got to make a video game tie-in, but we don't have time for development on a video game. So take a pre-existing video game, and we'll change an asset so that the character looks different, and we'll change the names, and then that's it. So I'm going to give you a show, and you give me a video game that would be perfect tie-in for that show. Great. And I've got a special, special time this week. We have two people with us. I've got Chad. Mm -hmm. I've got Alex. Mm -hmm. And one of you's from the United States, and one of you from Canada. So I have a list... Of Canadian TV shows and American TV shows. <gasps> and we're gonna smoosh no. we're gonna smoosh these TV shows in out of a video game mommy. And we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna make these TV shows okay. that are specific to your country <laughs> and put them into a video game. So, first up, a classic and again, this this is just based off of Google. I don't watch a lot of Canada. Actually, I do watch a good amount of these Canadian TV shows. Um we're gonna start with an easy one. Trailer Park Boys. Classic, you know, a TV show in Canada that's been going on for a very long time.
2: About yeah, some boys not, who live in a trailer park. I, I know of it. Uh, I have seen the faces of its main characters many a time. I have not seen it, but I, I, I get Even the general better. gist of it. I Even get the better, general gist. We can just guess. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: so,
2: there's uh, there's yeah, like, like hockey
1: humor in it, right? It's a very hockey I'm humor assuming. game.
2: Yeah.
0: They know. say tabernacle, right? Is that a thing?
2: I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think they're from like the French part of Canada.
0: Oh, we've never watched this TV show, but Trailer Park Boys, dudes who live in Canada who apparently live in Trailer Park and they're insane. Uh, what kind of what video game we're we gonna turn that into? Or here's, what video game we gonna, we're gonna? Here's what I'm thinking.
1: I don't know much about the show, but I always get it confused with Letterkenny, and I also don't know much about Letterkenny. But
0: maybe Letter Kenny's coming up. So,
1: <laughs> so my my thought process is this is probably a show about a bunch of dudes just sitting around talking and saying funny shit. In different situations and that leads me to accounting vr
2: from oh. from justin Ooh.
1: roiland where you're just in a bunch of different little vignettes and people are just saying the most ridiculous stupid things so we just put it in the my... canadian trailer park yeah exactly yep
0: oh i like that alex as the fellow canadian fellow canadian i'm not fucking from canada uh as the only canadian on the show how does that feel
2: to you <laughs> i mean I, I think that there's a potential there. Personally, personally, I don't know why uh, this came to mind uh, all at once. Maybe it's because of its woodsy aesthetic. I was thinking something more in the vein of The Last of Us. Uh, And when I say something in the vein of The Last of Us, I mean, not just in terms of gameplay, but tone, too, because we need to, you know, stick, stick closely to the script here. I can see the uh, Trailer Park Boys executives coming into the room being like, you know, I understand that this show is, you know, a very kind of uh, not silly. uh, Hold on a sec. We understand that this show is uh, a real silly giggle fest, but you know we really want to go after you know the four quadrants that The Last of Us was able to uh, successfully capture, and so we have to fully emulate uh, its seriousness of tone. Uh, in my version of the last of us meets uh the trailer park boys uh you're only following the one trailer park boy the one with the glasses that has like the mm. checkered shirt bubbles and... i believe is his name <laughs> yeah that sounds right <laughs> no <laughs> i think and so. and basically the entire cast around him is everyone else from the last of us so it's ellie it's uh the leader of the fireflies from early on in the game It's Tessa, I wanna say. She was the one who got killed early on. Like it's it's basically the entire plot of The Last of Us, except every now and then the other trailer park boys will join your character and they'll just sort of like be chatting and like cracking the same jokes that they would on an episode of the show until you get to the next cutscene, at which point they will disappear and never be acknowledged by any of the other characters of the game.
0: Mm, Interesting. Like a little a little goof. Just insert it in there. Real serious stuff, and
2: then here Because the idea bubbles. is that, like, again, we want to kind of <laughs> evoke the seriousness of The Last of Us, but we want to just insert, like, just a little, like, sugar-coated topping on top of it, just so that we can, like, you know, differentiate it ever so slightly. I'd buy the remake if they did that. Hmm. <laughs> Ted, That's a good point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking Actually, at pictures
2: of Bubbles.
0: <laughs> real. <laughs>
2: Real dumb question: The remake of the Last of Us is it coming to PC?
1: Eventually, we don't yes. know yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've not,
2: right. I've not been paying close enough attention to the news cycle surrounding that game, so I didn't know if that had already been announced. I mean, if it's coming to PC, people can actually mod. mod that into the game. So yeah, we there. might be onto something. TM, here. TM, TM TM's
1: trademark stamp stamp. This is us. This is our idea. <laughs> if you make money <laughs> off Bubbles. of it, you owe us.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope Bubble shows up in Spider Man because that's about to come to PC really soon. Uh, so. <laughs> For an American show now, Chad, <clears throat> this one's a classic. Everyone's heard of it. You know, you know, Friends is actually too mainstream. How about you do Frasier? Oh, my God. Not I, Friends, Frasier. <laughs> I love, actually, yesterday
1: after the announcement of Avengers, uh, Kang Dynasty and Avengers, um, whatever the second Secret one Wars. Was, yeah. There was a, a Photoshop of a meme of like, hey, this is Cheers season, or Cheers season phase six and it had Frasier whatever the fucking song is something in scrambled eggs and so yeah, it, scrambled it was, eggs. yeah okay. something in Frazier scrambled eggs it was fantastic anyway
2: before um, we talk about hold on before we pitch our video game version of Frazier, I just want to say I have this is one of the shows of course I've heard the name of many times I have no clue what the show is about and I have no <laughs> clue who's on it <laughs>
1: you
2: don't need <laughs> to me neither my,
1: my <laughs> all pitch, I know is Chelsea Grammer on it and he's just like he's supposed no, to be super stupid smart he David was Knight in the, his brother
2: he, he was in the the one transformers movie, was with, uh, transformers <laughs> movie. yeah with the, with the dinosaurs and all that shit uh yep <laughs> how how off am i in my assumption that Frasier is a show about people that live in new york that kind of hate their lives and every single episode is them complaining about <laughs> shit happening
0: no they live in seattle
2: the rest of that's correct he's a psychiatrist in seattle
0: he's a, a talk show psychiatrist okay. in seattle and his brother who's played by david hyde pierce is also there um and they sing about scrambled eggs at the end yeah. but it's very much like Toss Adventures of depressed-
2: scrambled eggs okay so i was <laughs> a character from cheers i was mostly correct except that the big metropolis they live in is seattle is, as opposed to yeah, new york on the other okay
0: mm-hmm basically Um, i love
2: that you haven't seen these shows god it's so much
0: better
1: (laughs) i want this to be octodad i want him like he's (laughs) he's walking around in a tweed jacket and with a fucking pipe smoking trying to fit in with like 2022 like no one does that shit anymore like and he's Mm -hmm. walking around regular ass people trying to fit in and blend in that's what i want this to be but it's fraser okay
0: I like it. Just Fraser trying to pretend to be a human being,
1: or I am bread. Maybe it's I am uh-huh. bread. Kelsey Grammer plays the bread. <laughs> we don't even have to do a palate swap, and he's just in search <laughs> of tossed salads and scrambled eggs, so that he can be on. He can be croutons in the tossed salad, and then the sequel game is
0: scrambled eggs, and he's a piece of toast <laughs> on the plate. Okay, this is wonderful. <laughs> if for never have seen the show, you guys are doing wonderful at this. Great. Uh... So for the next one, Alex, I'm going to give you a choice because I actually want you to sort of know what happens because I don't actually know what happens in these TV shows. One of them you probably know. The other one maybe you know. I don't know. So we have Degrassi, which I believe is like a high school drama thing. It's mm-hmm. very popular. Drake. From right. Canada. Right, Drake right. was in it. Yep. And then Kids in the Hall, which I know people really oh, like.
2: I've never seen it. So okay. which one do you want to do? Uh, we will do Kids in the Hall because I've actually seen, I- I've not seen like some of the more recent content they've done, but I've watched a lot of the old stuff okay what is it is it i'm assuming it's like a sketch comedy yeah it's a sketch comedy show they do all sorts of weird stuff there's this one recurring character called the chicken lady that's actually a guy in drag that explodes into feathers when she gets too sexually stimulated it's a it's a whole (laughs) trip. (laughs)
0: kids in the hall sounds wonderful all right
1: (laughs) oh god so yeah what game
0: game could you take a pre-existing game and
2: make it a kids in the hall video game Okay, so there's this one kids in the hall sketch. I want everybody who's participating in or listening to this podcast right now to look this up after the podcast. Uh, There's a a kids in the hall sketch called Filiat. And the whole premise for the sketch is basically, it's them like doing a spoof on like a German game show where you put on oven mitts and then you have to use the oven mitts to feel up a random object that you're given, but not shown. And then you have to like say out loud, what it is and the sketch is real weird because they're all speaking in like fake german it's like oh what what condor object in uh do feeling oh it's uh salisbury steak I feel ya! and it's uh <laughs> it's it's a little bit hard to describe to be honest again definitely go and watch it it's quite a trip so i'm trying to think
1: one and the, the host of it it looks eccentric and fantastic as hell
2: <laughs> oh yeah it's it's great so i'm trying to figure out though how like how can we adapt that specific episode of kids in the hall into a Mm. game and i was thinking of something maybe akin to like one versus 100 the xbox game where you have like everybody like competing like all at once all battling one person maybe this can be a vr rendition of one versus 100 where you're trying to feel the object with your vr controllers and the vr controllers (laughs) have really good haptics and so if you're like feeling up a (laughs) If, you're, if the game wants you to imagine that you're feeling a steak while holding oven mitts, it can actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. And when it comes to, to PC, forward. I want
1: it to be modded so that everything is boobs. Everything you're trying to feel is boobs with the haptics.
0: Or Jesus. Kelsey Grammer's head. One <laughs> or of Kelsey
1: two. Grammer's head, which coincidentally is how God modeled boobs for the first time. He's like, what should I put here? And then he looks at Kelsey Grammer's head and he's like, oh, got it.
0: That's how it worked, absolutely. All right, I like that, kids in the hall. Uh, that's a fun idea. Chad, you also get a choice of this, of these classic American TV shows. Did I go to my Hulu and just look at things that I've been watching? Perhaps. (laughs) Uh, So this one, you got three choices just because they're too good. Actually, we're going to make it four. No, I don't want to make it four because you're not going to choose Burn Notice. So I'm not not, going to put it on the list. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) we have Rick and Morty. All right. We have King of the Hill. Okay. And we have Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Out of those three American TV shows... What do you want to put into a video game? Well,
1: I feel like the most American is King of the Hill.
0: Yeah. And there's already yeah. a Rick and Hank Morty Hales
1: video America. game. And there's yep. there's Trover Saves the Universe, which is basically Rick and Morty. So we're gonna go we're gonna go King of the Hill. Alright. As far as what game that is.
0: Alex, have you seen King of the Hill up there? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've uh, so like King of the Hill back in the day used to be part of like the same TV programming block as The Simpsons. And so like I would Mm -hmm. catch an episode of The Simpsons and then if I was feeling up to it, I would watch King of the Hill afterwards. Uh, That was one of those shows where like, to be honest, I didn't love it back in the day because it was a little bit more serious, a little bit more grounded than The Simpsons. Like characters would like get their fingers cut off on that show or die or suffer (laughs) heart attacks, like real, like actual stuff of consequence would happen there and it didn't really impressed very much upon my kind of eight-year-old mind at the time. But, like, I believe Mm. everyone that says nowadays that that show was, like, secretly really, really good because, from what I remembered of it, it seemed like they were actually, like, really going for something. Oh, boring as a kid, loved it as a teenager and an adult.
0: Mm. Right. Absolutely.
1: Here's – here it's – I don't know if it's going to exactly fit, but here's what I want it to be. I want it to just be a palette swap, like, take Mm. the character models out, swap in the new ones – and voices for Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I want each of the King of the Hill members. Like, I want I want Bobby out there as Baby Kong. Actually, I don't remember whether Baby Kong's in Donkey Kong 64. But I want, you know, maybe he's in there as Dixie Kong. Or, you know, Boomhauer as Lanky Kong. Like, oh, I want... He's definitely like yeah. Lanky. <laughs> yeah. Out there playing trombone and shit. That's what I want. Is a Donkey Kong 64 with it, King it, of the Hill sprites. It, it, it's
2: funny to me... It's funny to me that King of the Hill gets made into a Donkey Kong 64 knockoff, because I feel like if there's any cartoon out there that deserves to be made into a Donkey Kong 64 knockoff, it's The Simpsons. Because there have been too many seasons of The Simpsons, and I feel like that suits a Donkey Kong 64 (laughs) style game very well, where everyone's like, this game is good, but there's too much of it. There's just way too many bananas, way too many collectibles.
0: <laughs> very true, very true. All right, that's it for Dr. Windows. He thinks you guys did a really good idea. He would to leave. I'm here back in the place windows. with Dr. Windows. That's, that's I'm so glad he was able to be here because usually his
1: availability is really tight. So thanks, He's Dr. He's always working windows. on those windows, you know? Yeah, resizing them. It's time for Game on Game Show. The game on our game show. We play a game called Game on Game Show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Leaning into this multiplayer game thing here, having several people on the podcast, we're going to revisit a game that doesn't work so well with two people, but works a lot better with three. And this is, is Assassin's Creed good? Except we're reskinning it for Pokemon. We've played Assassin's Creed good. We've Mm -hmm. played is Call of Duty good. Now we're playing is Pokemon good? Interesting. And for this game, we, we've we got Metacritic scores, and we're doing, and so I have the Metacritic scores in front of me. You all are going to try to guess what these games got. The closer you are to it, the lower your score will be. The lower score at the end of this wins. Here are the rules. We're only doing mainline Pokemon games, so we're not doing, like, Mystery Dungeon. We're not doing Pokemon Snap or Legends Arceus. We are doing mainline games, we're not doing remakes, we're only doing originals. And it only goes far as far back as Metacritic goes. So the first one that we're doing is Ruby Sapphire. So we're not doing like Fire Red, Leaf Green, we're not doing Red, Blue, Yellow. Um, so we've got eight generations of Pokemon games here. Uh, another thing to keep in mind, <clears throat> for all of these, both versions, we're also not doing like, we're doing Ruby Sapphire, we're not doing Emerald. We're doing Diamond Pearl, we're not doing whatever the, the third one was. Hmm. Um, for all of these except for one the Metacritic scores were identical between the two versions Right. for okay. the one that it wasn't we took the higher of the two all right. gotcha okay so that's how the game works you guys are going to guess we'll go game by game I'll tell you how close you were that way you can start to pick up on patterns <clears throat> and by the end of the game we'll see whether or not you all think Pokemon is good whether or not Metacritic thinks it's good and where you fall on that scale gotcha Adam, I feel like you're going to struggle a little bit more than Cozy will on this one. But uh, hopefully you'll pick up on some some things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here we go. We're going to start with the year 2003. Fade up from black. 60 frames a second. Pokemon like Ruby Sapphire. This is the first game that Metacritic has a score for in the mainline series. So we'll start with Alex as our RAF regular guest. What do you think the Metacritic score for Ruby Sapphire was?
2: I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say 86. Um, The Ruby and Sapphire games and Emerald are games that, you know, hold a very kind of special place in my heart. But at that point in the history of the Pokemon series, the bloom was off the rose a little bit. There were people that were a little bit disappointed that you couldn't trade over your Pokemon from gold and silver to Ruby and Sapphire. I think that, you know, critics across the board enjoyed it, but I don't think that they were... As enthused with them as they were for some of the prior entries.
1: All right. All right. Great justification. 86 is your score. Adam. What's 85. Your 85. Oh, you're going the you're going to just one off strategy.
0: All right. I like yep. it. I knew I know Metacritic, even for very popular game series, normally like mid to upper eighties, maybe very low nineties. So if this is one of the least popular, I would say mid to low eighties is my guess where it ended up.
1: Gotcha. The actual Metacritic score for Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire was 82. Ooh,
2: there we go. Oh, which means right now
1: Adam's ahead by one point. I,
2: I should have, as I was saying it out loud, I realized that I was highballing it a little bit going with 86. I should have gone a little bit lower, to be honest. I would have gone one lower. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to shake things up Diamond and Pearl, Adam, you're going
1: first this time. Ah, shit. All right. <laughs> Diamond and Pearl,
0: uh... 2007.
1: If that changes things, four years later.
0: Oh, it changes so much. Uh, I'm going to say
2: this one is an 80... We'll go 86 on this.
1: All right, 86 for Adam. Alex, what's your guess?
2: I'm actually going to go 83 on this. So the original versions of Diamond and Pearl featured some like just kind of a lack of kind of quality of life features that people really ding those games for. Uh, I remember in particular surfing in the original version of diamond and pearl was like super unbelievably slow. Uh, And that's actually one of the big things that they fixed with Pokemon platinum a few years later. So yeah, I think, I, I think the chips were a little bit low on that one. 83.
1: The reveal of the Metacritic Metacritic score for diamond and pearl was 85.
2: Ooh, so right in the middle.
1: Yep, so Alex, you you were under by two. Adam, you were over by one, which means Adam won that round as well. Currently, Adam is ahead by two points. All right. All right, next up, 2011. Fade up from black, 60 frames a second. Pokemon Mm -hmm. white and black. Alex,
2: you're going first this time. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 87 on these. Uh Pokemon black and white, you know, had their detractors uh when they came out, but I think by and large people really connected with the uh weird, kind of more eccentric team plasma villainous plot in that game. I think they really liked some of the new characters that game introduced, like N, and I think in-, in general they were really keen on a lot of the quality of life features that those games uh featured over Diamond and Pearl a few years prior.
1: All right excellent justifications alex adam
0: 88, 88. people like this game because it got a two <laughs>
1: spoilers for there's our next a black one there's a black and white two yeah all right the actual metacritic score was 87 right on it alex nailed it yeah. yes so alex got a zero that time which is the best score you can get on a round. adam you are one off which means you're now only one ahead adam Mm-hmm. I also earlier lied and said there are eight. There were only seven of these. Sorry I lied. Not sorry. Dr. Windows, not happy. Dr. Windows can suck it. All right. <laughs> Next up 2012, the year after Pokemon White version 2 slash Pokemon Black version 2.
0: Adam, you're up. 86. 86. Any I think people liked the sequel a little it? bit. Maybe they liked it a little bit less.
2: Okay. am i allowed to give the same answer sure 87 uh no you know what i'm
1: actually gonna go with 85 okay why 85
2: i mean i think uh people were you know across the board really pleased with the way that these games continue the story of black and white but i think you know every single time you have, you know, one of these like special edition/sequel slash versions of the mainline games. Uh, it's diminishing returns because, you know, it's a lot of content you've already seen before and people are going to be overly critical of the lack thereof of new content if there is uh a lack of new content. Got it. Well,
1: you were right to go down a little bit this time rather than staying where you were because Metacritic says 80
0: straight wow, flat. Wow. 80. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Which means Adam, you were over That's... by 6. Alex, you were over by five, which means you are now both tied. We're tied.
0: Yeah,
2: it's interesting. Games is this? Sorry? What number game is this?
1: That was number four out of seven.
2: Okay, cool. So three games. Go ahead, out. Alex. That's. I, I would not have anticipated that they got just eighty. Like, I guess. I, I this is one of those interesting cases where I feel like when people, you know, speak back to you know, think back to the times of black and white, I feel like they tend to kind of just merge these two games together, and I feel like. Back in the day, back when people were actually reviewing these games, I suspect that people probably, you know, again, for the reasons I listed, were not perhaps as charitable to these games as we remember them being.
1: Let's see if that carries on for Pokemon X and Y in 2013. Again, just one year later, another generation of Pokemon comes out.
2: And let's see, it is Alex's turn to go first. I'm going to go with 86 on this one. I, I think that potential hot take incoming. The Pokemon X and Y games are the Pokemon games of age, the worst of any of the modern Pokemon games. But at the time, I think people were really jazzed to see the series make the full transition to 3D. All right, Adam, you're up. What was your number again, Alex? 86. 88. I think
0: when they were like, hey, X and Y, chromosome, people were like, fuck, that's hot. <laughs> All right, Alex, what was the third one in that one? X,
1: Y, it wasn't Z. Well, there wasn't a Z, there was, was there?
2: no Z. Uh, even though in the game itself, they like set up oh, there's like a green legendary Pokemon that can kind of look like a Z. Pokemon Z never happened.
0: Oh, Ooh, another question for you, Alex. Whenever you hear that, because I know Canadians do this, they say Z instead of Z. Weird. Whenever you watch <laughs> commercials and it's from America. Do they change it? Like, if it would, if that would have came, that game would have came out, would it have been Pokemon Z or would you have to say Z because they said Z?
2: No, like the whole Z C thing, like it's not like a like prevalent enough thing where like a commercial will like change it to be pronounced Z instead of Z <laughs> if it's from America. Like e- even I myself typically tend to say Z and not Z in just like casual conversation. Gotcha. I, just I had like friends the who idea. said Zed for
0: six months, and I had no idea what the hell they were going on about. <laughs>
2: I, did, I was too afraid to ask.
0: So, but anyways, go ahead, and continue.
1: I love the idea that they will literally just dub over the letter Z in Canada, <laughs> so it'll be like X Y Z. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. great. Love it. All right, two more games left. Oh, sorry, I didn't reveal the score. The actual yeah, metric for that one was eighty-eight. Adam nailed it. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: Eighty-eight. Told you. Alex, you were under by two. Which means now Adam is ahead by two. All right, Pokemon Sun and Moon, 2016. Mm. After the the rousing success that was XY Metacritic-wise, they said, let's take three years before we bring out the next one. How did it do? Adam, you're up.
0: This one, so I know people like the changes, but I don't know if every reviewer would like to change or would they like change. Uh, I'm going to go this one as an 85. Because I think getting rid of... The, I know that one got rid of gyms and stuff or like a traditional whatever. So I don't... I feel like some reviewers would be like, how dare you?
2: And that would maybe bring down the overall score. 85.
1: All right, Cozy, what's your guess?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to go with an 84. I think that uh, the Pokemon Sun and Moon games made a lot of changes to the Pokemon formula for the better. And I think were better games overall than X and Y. But I feel like uh, to Adam's point, I think a lot of critics didn't totally jive with some of these changes and the game's Metacritic scores suffered because of it. So this
1: game got an 87 on Metacritic. Oh, Still pretty high in Pokemon terms, which means Adam, you were under by two. Alex, you were under by three, which means you are now trailing by three points in our last round. All right, we're skipping Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and we are going straight to Pokemon Sword and Shield
0: 2019. Hey, Chad, real quick. Yes. I don't know what's happening, but in your background, there's just a yellow thing getting flung back and forth. I know <laughs> it's your dog, but it's really funny to look on camera that this, a yellow thing just flies, and then nothing that will fly back the other way. It's really that is good. his new donut toy that he is throwing up
1: and down in the air, because I'm it's not going to play with him, so he's going to play with himself. All right, uh, this one is, Alex, you're up first. Pokemon Sword and Shield.
2: Pokemon Sword and Shield. So, you know, in the lead up to these games release, uh, there were a lot of real whiny fans complaining about the national decks, complaining about the lack of textures on the trees. Even though a lot of those conversations didn't seep into, like, the reviews that this game received from actual legitimate outlets, I still feel like... This game kind of had a miasma of people being like, hmm, I don't know how much I love this uh, around it when it came out. So I'm going to go with 81. Ooh,
1: I think that's the lowest right? guess we've had so far. Yeah, that's the lowest guess we've had so far. All right, Adam, you're so,
0: up. So I could absolutely cheese this and just guess exactly what he guesses, and I'm guaranteed to win. That's true. Uh, that's true. But I'm not going to do that. I know that people had issues, but it was the first one on on like a console So maybe that gives some credence. I'm going to say 84. Wait a minute. That's only a three-point difference, so that means we tie. I'll go to 85, just in case he gets it spot on, he does deserve to win. So I'll say an 85. We'll see who wins. All right. So uh, I will reveal to you
1: first the final scores. Mm -hmm. One of you has 18 points. One of you has 17 points. And reminder, lower is better which means yeah. you, you were less off the mark. The Metacritic score was 80 for this game, meaning that Alex mm. made it by uh, Adam, yes. you were over by, uh, over by five, Alex, you were only over by one, which means you made up your ground and won in the final round. Whew. Here's the other thing. So if we take the average of all of these scores, we can figure out like whether or not you personally think Pokemon is good by what your average score that you give it versus what Metacritic is. So Metacritic, The average score is 84.1428571, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. 84.1. Alex, you were kind of right on with Metacritic. I think they're pretty good. 84.57 is your average. Adam, you tend to think that they are much better than they are, as you gave the score an average score of 86.142.
0: Well, I'm a a, a, forgiving lover. What can I say? (laughs) Put it on your headstone. Forgiving Lover. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, that's it for Game on Game Show. Turns out Pokemon is good. Game on Game Show, Game on a Game Show, Game, 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 Game. Reminder, if you're not playing Metal Wolf Chaos, fuck you. Fuck you. Play it. This is I'm going to go back and listen to this on Tuesday, and I'm going to play it because I said fuck you to me. Um, Do that. It's our barf game for the month, which is Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends um we pick a game we pick a list of games for you to vote on which one you want us to play you go to patreon.com slash respawning fire you float us a dollar and you say i want you to play this game and then we, we play that game based on your votes which speaking of it is july 24th which means august's poll will go up and uh, this is you alex i'm sorry you adam on this one it's actually alex's turn
0: <laughs> no it's my turn I have to, I have to come up what? with what uh, oh no I wasn't briefed on this <laughs> no 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 I'll have to I, yeah I gotta it's my second month I'll come up with this month's was uh, freedom because of 4th of July right <laughs> I don't is there a national holiday next month I'll figure something out you'll know by the
2: middle it's, of the uh, it's my mom's birthday on August 4th alright
1: any oh. game with a mom in it let's any go games with moms I can do that <laughs> games with moms I, I was
2: gonna say she's, she's Italian so maybe Italian games ooh yeah do those exist? Figure it out. What about Cooking mama? Games mamas? with Italian moms.
1: What, do, what are the poop names that we gave for the Cooking Mama games? It's like
0: Cooking Poop. Too cooking Poop with Friends or something like that? <laughs> something insane.
1: Shut the hell up. That was wonderful. All right. Cooking Mama Poop with Friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, go to patreon.com slash aimfire, vote on stuff, get some cool wallpapers, etc., etc. cetera. Et cetera. Thank you, Alex, again, for joining us as our RAF regular guest on the show. Again, you'll be seeing much more of him in the future. Alex, if they want to see you sooner than in the future, (laughs) like right now, where can they go to consume your content?
2: You can find me on Twitter at AlexKazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A, uh, and you can find me uh, on the Twitches at twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive, K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E. I recently just finished up a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon Emerald Cross, uh, and very soon I'm going to be starting up a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon Leaf Green with some uh, fun new rules. If you like interacting with uh, people on Twitch and watching them suffer, you're definitely going <laughs> to want to tune into this upcoming mini-series because it is going to be a trip watching them suffer that sounds like saw i love it
1: all right thank you everyone for listening until next time here's our usual sign off Ooh, i'm a sexy christmas baby (laughs) jesus (laughs) i don't even know what that means